Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Make Do. I'm Tiff Arment. And I'm Julia Scott. And today we're going to talk about being giant posers because (laughs) I feel like a giant poser. Um, I don't know about you. You have the purple hair. I feel like you can blend. I feel like you're passing. Well, that's the thing. You're you're a you're a a poser in that you don't look like an artist, and I am a Tumblr stereotype, and I have purple hair and lots of tattoos. Yeah, so Uh, we both have our our problems to fight against, right? (laughs) Because I think this started because you had as one of the topics you want to talk about was tattoos and i love the way you put it a i love tattoos and b i want to talk about what a creative person or an artist look like Mm -hmm. do you have any tattoos i don't i don't have any tattoos because i've never loved anything long enough to be like yes i want a tattoo also my spouse does not like tattoos so and my parents are vehemently against them every time my mom sees someone in a tattoo that she's like ugh. It's horrible. It looks like veins. Like she gets so just it's very visceral for her and my father. So I was never inclined to do it as at a young age impulsively. And so I don't have any because, again, because my spouse doesn't like it, I'm less inclined to put something onto my body that he doesn't like. I don't know. It just it feels more it's more of like a courtesy thing. Like if he was like, oh, I want to get this ugly shirt i'd be like no don't get that ugly shirt i have to look at that ugly shirt you know (laughs) so it's i understand it but i kind of want one Um, (laughs) it's kind of it's kind of funny because there's this weird thing about how tattoos a on the one hand have the stereotype of like you know it's you know it's it's trashy or people who get them are uneducated or criminals or uh, dirty sailors or whatever like that that, that <laughs> that's what you like, are you fall in the dirty sailor category is that it <laughs> very much so uh, uh i've learned to sort of sail a little bit no but like uh that thing of like that group of the of the i don't know unsavory element kind of people who get tattoos and then there's the other still stereotype of positive of like well you know like creative people like musicians and artists and that kind of people get them and maybe people with tattoos are more open-minded because they have tattoo like and it's weird because really neither of those are true if you look at a cross-section of people with tattoos the one thing that you can say is that they have tattoos mm-hmm. people get tattoos for so many reasons and someone with I don't know, Tweety Bird on their butt is not necessarily <laughs> the same as someone with a big um, climped art piece on mm-hmm. their on their arm. What what do you like when you see someone with tattoos? Do you think like that is a cool person? Oh, most of the time. Yes. It, it also depends on the person. Like, you know, if you have that cool vibe all around, then yeah, cool person. But I really like tattoos. I find them very beautiful and especially some of the artists out there i love okay my one of my guilty pleasures are tattoo reality shows (laughs) i love tattoo reality shows so much and so i find like those reality shows really highlight the artistry in tattoos and i can really appreciate that because most of the people who are doing tattoos are also great artists on the side like they can draw and they can paint and they're very creative so i feel like it's not just a i'm gonna put a heart on your skin that says mom (laughs) you know like it's not like that anymore it's it's really the art of it has elevated and it's some people go and get tattoos because they want it like a piece from that artist and I think that that's also a great valid reason for a tattoo too. And like they almost collect someone's artwork, but on their body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's really, really neat. And the big thing that scares me away from getting it now is I'm afraid of it bleeding out and looking terrible. Mm-hmm. 
Like if I were guaranteed that you get a tattoo and it will stay exactly like it does the first time you get it and it looks all cute and pretty <laughs> with it's like I fall in love with very thin line tattoos because I think that that is just so incredibly skillful to be able to tattoo with like a single tiny needle. I think that that's awesome because uh, you can't hide any mistakes at all. And I would love to get a tattoo like that, but it just I'm too afraid of the longevity of it and regretting it. So that's actually something that's interesting, because on the one hand, like you're saying, like the artistry of tattooing has grown so immensely. And that is partially because like there's a bigger market. So the artists can evolve and the the artistry of applicate because it's there's two parts to like tattoos as art like there's the drawing and conception but then applying them as a, a different different kind of art and with the really thin line tattoos and a lot of watercolor that are really trendy over oh, the, I love the watercolor tattoos <laughs> over the past couple of years um they're they're harder to get to look really really good and to get to last for a long time because the thin lines like you said, like they blow out easier and that's way more visible if mm-hmm. you have just thin lines and nothing, no shading, no coloring. And there are very different takes on whether or not watercolor tattoos will last well, um, but they are more sensitive to like sun and skin damage and, and such. So and, and as well, like the tiny tattoos that are really popular with especially a lot of younger women, like you get tiny finger tattoos mm-hmm. or tiny and, and those also tend to blur up quicker. Um I sound so judgy, but it's just like a fact of how like ink yeah. and, and skin works. Well, and different people's skin will react different ways to the ink. Like mm-hmm. some people's skin heals very quickly in a way that it it changes the tattoo drastically mm-hmm. sooner than other people's would. Because like I can I have two friends and I look at one um, her tattoos, it they've bled out and um, kind of become blurry over time. So like she needs a little touch up if she wanted one, but it doesn't look the same as it did day one and then i have another friend that got a tattoo like 20 years ago and it looks great it's crazy i can do a psa for the listeners and i didn't know this you can actually do uh laser removal just on the bled out parts so you can do like the parts that have blurred outside the lines where you want them you can do removal right there to clean only that up i didn't know that until like a year ago so that's a a good thing to know if you're like i don't want to get a bigger cover-up and it's not always a thing but if you have small parts of of Mm -hmm. bleeding or blurring a lot of the times you can just do like laser cleanup, which is kind of cool. So yeah, with those tiny tattoos, that's another fear of mine is that I become the tattoo poser because <laughs> it's like someone, you know, you always have the, it's stereotypically like the white girl that gets one tattoo somewhere and she's like, <laughs> I got a tattoo. I'm super cool. Right? Like that's like the stereotype and no one wants to be that. And honestly, like I think that, so I have a big, it, this is the start of a bigger topic, obviously, about what it means to be a poser and imposter syndrome and all of those <laughs> terrible feelings. But it's like you this is like one of the catalysts for it. It's like you see like having the one tattoo and then you're judged by like the tattooed covered people because you have like the one tattoo that you like built up the courage to go get and like you got it or it was a special thing, whatever the reason was. And as I've gotten older and met more people and experienced more things, I've really seen that people's decisions about what they wear, what they put on their bodies, how they change their hair color, it the the idea of it being posery is mm-hmm. imposed by other people more because I don't know, I feel like if you have a feeling and you want to do something, do it. You know, like why does it have to mean like you're a poser? Why does it have to mean that you're trying to be something you're not? Like why can't that Thing that you're trying to be just be part of who you are 
right? Like just a, a tiny part of it, you know, like everyone <laughs> has different parts. So like, why can't what that little thing, your one little finger tattoo, why can't that just be like a little bit, a sliver of who you are, you know? And also like on the one hand, it's very double-sided. Like if you don't have tattoos or purple hair or crazy clothes, then you're a poser because they're like, well, clearly you're just a, a normie mm-hmm. who thinks she's an artist. Uh, and if you have tons of tattoos and crazy hair and crazy clothes, then you're just like, oh my God, you're a poser. You're such a cliche. You're such a whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what I think is funny as well, because I mean, now I have, I've gotten more visible tattoos over the past couple of years, especially since I'm a person who always um, sort of pushes my cardigan sleeves up. Uh, <laughs> but before then, you wouldn't know that like I have tons of big tattoos, but they were all covered most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and before I had purple hair, I obviously didn't have purple hair like you know like you don't know if if the girl with the one tiny tattoo also has a huge back piece right and you don't you don't know if like the boring suburban mom uh actually is amazing at pinup wear or for that matter maybe she's a boring suburban mom who also really likes making art and is really good at it like is that weird thing of like you're supposed to stay in your lane or Mm -hmm. supposed to be like the perfect little package of something both in like how you look and how you act and what you think and maybe it's like the same as the one thing tattooed people have in common is ink and the one thing that creative people have in common is that they make stuff like we assume i guess for that matter that all creative people are all artists are like liberal Mm left-leaning or whatever it may be and that's definitely not the case it's just this idea we have of who is a creative person and can you see it at a glance like I i know that having purple hair makes me visible and I'm not going to be all like oh don't look at me don't look at me even though I have tattoos and purple hair but I think I also have a right to be annoyed if people do that or assume certain things but at the same time or like people who touch other people's tattoos like that's a huge faux pas right like you're not so you're not supposed to touch just because someone has art on their arm doesn't mean you can touch it like you no know? you you look with your eyes not yeah. with your hands I've had to explain this many times um but but at the same time like I catch myself assuming things about people because they were khakis or whatever the equivalent is and I don't like that about myself mm-hmm. um But I also, at the same time... I do the same thing for dude bros. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, I love people who surprise me. Like, I love the, you know, the khaki mom in an SUV. I I don't know why I'm picking on moms today. I don't drive an SUV. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't wear khakis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not talking about you. I just just wanted to make that clear. (laughs) I don't know why. But I mean, like, I I love, like, uh, I don't know, like, an, an old military dude and he crochets and you find out that yeah, about yeah. him or whatever it is like when you find that depth in someone or for that matter, if if say someone who's like me, who has purple hair and tons of tattoos, who's just like, no, I I like playing Jenga. I have no creative and like, you know, like it's it's mm-hmm. it's fun to be challenged and surprised by people. I always find myself. I feel like I wear costumes for different parts of my life, you know, like, oh, totally. So, yeah. So like when I'm at the beach, I put on my little rope bracelets <laughs> and my ankle <laughs> bracelet with like plastic beads on it. Do you have a puka shell it. necklace? Yeah, oh, I don't have a shell necklace. I don't have it at like the puka <laughs> necklace. On <laughs> but it, it's still basically that equivalent. You know, I have like my beach wear and, you know, bikini tops under my shirts and like that kind of stuff. And when I put all of that on, it's not my normal life. I don't wear this all year round. This isn't who I am. But here I kind of feel like 
oh, this is beach tiff. And I'm almost like I'm a Barbie doll, you know, like I'm putting on (laughs) my beach costume, but yet this is like what I want to wear when I'm here. Like this is the kind of, like, I don't want to wear the other stuff that I wear at home because it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like me in this location. And then the same thing, like I'll go to Vegas, right? And I'll put on my sequin dresses and my fancy cocktail rings and, (laughs) and all of a sudden, and these high heels and like, all of a sudden I'm this other person, like, does beach tiff even know Vegas tiff? You know, like it's, <laughs> it's crazy that, and then I have like nerd tiff that goes to nerd conferences and I wear dorky t-shirts and jeans and like all that kind of like, so it's like, sometimes I feel like I'm putting on little costumes of myself to do different things in my life instead of just being, cause I know some people that are just consistent across the board, no matter where they go, they are themselves externally. I should, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, no, but I'm always fascinated by people who have like one very specific style, either in their home or with their person. Because I'm like, but, but what about sweatpants? <laughs> like, what if? Because, but yeah, if the, even if they do wear sweatpants, it's like totally in the style of them in sweatpants. Like, it's. <laughs> I just I feel like there's so many different things out there that I want to try and have fun mm-hmm. with and wear and experience and be that I can't seem to come to terms with what is just tiff all the time so i have these little pockets of me so i get to have fun and be dressed up tiff and then beach tiff and at home you know video game tiff and i'm coming to terms with i was feeling for a long time that all of those different tiffs were all posers of something like they're all they're all fakes yeah but yeah i'm like i'm not being fake i'm being who i am who i want to be because there's so many different things that i want to do and different things that i i part of me you know, I just have different parts of who I am. And I, I get to express all of those things in different ways at different times in different places. And that's really fun. And I'm not going to feel like a poser for that. Although I do feel like a poser for that. <laughs> but I'm trying to tell myself not to feel like a poser for that, because I think that that's okay. Yeah. And I I try to think of it like I do with my house, like with with my decor in the sense that if nothing matches, then everything matches. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, if you have this idea that your look has to be 1972 only and then you find this amazing something else you you can't put it in there and it's the same like with if you decide that you only ever wear comic book t-shirts with long sleeve t-shirts underneath and then you find this amazing dress what are you supposed to do right and you're like so is this just not me or why do I like this or oh I shouldn't get it because it's not me and so I'm not gonna wear it and I mean yeah don't wear stuff that makes you feel uncomfortable but if there's like different things that make you feel good at different times, then go for it. And I think that there's always some sort of thread through it, you know, like everyone has their own style and the things that they're, they like, and they're attracted to, and then it changes with times. But so the idea of who do you look like, and do you look like an artist? Like, does Vegas Tiff look like an artist? (laughs) Certainly not. She looks like (laughs) Vegas Tiff. I don't know. But like, (laughs) but I'm still the same person inside. You know, so I just worry that that I sometimes come off as like manic pixie dream girl, quirky woohoo, where it's more that like I have taste issues. <laughs> I like things <laughs> with bright colors, and uh, don't you, know, you say rainbow, fun rainbow to... is neutral? Isn't that your yes? One of your My hashtag is that. rainbow is a neutral. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I, and also, I mean, I have to say, like, I have the luxury of. Uh, over the past couple of years, a working a lot for myself and b working in places where. I work either behind the scenes or in a position like even when I'm on TV, people have accepted that like I am very good at what I do 
and I can be an expert and come in and like, but I also know that I, I didn't dye my hair while I was still doing a lot of like important commentary on news shows. Um, but having that luxury of being able to have purple hair and have visible tattoos, like that is that is a privilege. And mm-hmm. to still be able to be presumed to be somewhat competent with those things visible. But it it was also sort of a personal, like a, a mental personal luxury to go, you know what, I want to have fun with my look, even though I know that there are people who look at someone like me and goes either, well, of course, she's, you know, selling weird stuff at a market. Look at her. She, you know, she's an artist in both the positive and negative connotations of that. But to to be like, I, this is, you know, why not? And maybe I'm too old for purple hair and maybe I'm not, you know? That's another thing. Like, what is too old? Like, when are you too old for something? You know, like, I feel like I've very... At a very young age, I decided I was too old for something. And then I'm like, wait, I wasted all these years not doing that thing because now I'm too old. Like, you know, like it's it's all relative. And I, I see this one uh, woman in town. She's obviously in her like 70s. She has the sweetest purple hair. Like it is awesome. Like because she went gray, but then she kind of like dyed her hair purple. So it's kind of like a mermaid watercolor purple. Mm-hmm. It looks so cool on her oh, I, to- I totally look forward to a hopefully going pretty great so that i can save time on bleaching but also <laughs> being that you know that poem like when when i'm old i shall shall wear purple and red hats that don't go or the other way around like to just to to have that luxury of very much not giving a hoot about anything and it's kind of fun to do that now to be like and I travel with my own black pillowcases so that I don't ruin hotels and friends' <laughs> bed sheets. But like, what if actually if you... I did just have a friend come with blue hair, and she's like, "I need a really crappy towel." To put on. <laughs> and I'm like, "I got gotcha. you." <laughs> Pretty much. But okay, so you have these different tiffs. Is any does does any of these tiffs look like an artist? Do do you feel like an artist as any of those tiffs, or what would you need to do to feel like, oh, I. I have now earned my title because I'm wearing espadrilles. I don't know. Well, I guess at the beach, I feel a little bit more arty because I got my ankle bracelet on because everyone (laughs) knows that an ankle bracelet means you're arty and my little, you know, rope things around my wrist because I'm feeling all eclectic and cool. Add some extra rings. Bam, artist. No, (laughs) Um, I think honestly, my look, I think just getting this is going to sound so um teacherly (laughs) but I think just getting a little bit better at art has made me more confident in not caring what I look like to other Mm -hmm. people but I do have to say I wrote down this one thing the thing that made me feel arty or belonging was when we start I started going to pen shows and when my fingers got stained with the ink from pen shows (laughs) I felt like I fit in in a really easy way that just made me feel like, ooh, now I blend with everyone else who has inky <laughs> fingers. Like, it looks like I'm using my pens and I'm doing stuff. And that kind of happened at, like, the first time everyone was, like, sitting around the table and passing pens around. And I got, like, really inky and everyone else was really inky. And I'm like, I'm in the club. I do things with pens and I'm arty and it's awesome. And, like, that made me feel belonging like not a poser because I I had the visual marks and representations that I'm actually doing stuff. And the same thing happened in my art studio, not to my person, but when I had a brand new easel. So like everyone has to buy an easel for the first time at one point. And it was all beautiful and pristine. 
And I was really looking forward to it not being beautiful and pristine. But <laughs> at the same time, I didn't want to just be like, oh, oops, I painted my easel. Oh, oops, there goes a paint splash over there. Like totally intentional. I But so I painted a couple things on it and it inevitably got paint onto it as things do um, without deliberately trying like a poser. <laughs> and I looked at it and I'm like, I all of a sudden feel more confident that I can do this and that I'm a person that paints because my easel's dirty. Mm-hmm. And it's like actually ripped jeans as opposed to ones you bought ready-made for Nate from yes, H&M. Yeah, I have painting jeans because they're already ripped because I did stuff in them and I was playing in the park with my son and like they're ripped and now they have paint on them because they're my paint jeans. And it's like all of a sudden I can walk in and out of my studio and my ripped paint jeans and my <laughs> paint, you know, stuff on my fingers. And I, that is when I feel like the artist you know uh if someone were to feel like that woman in a french movie in like a big man's uh, shirt and paint everywhere i always i crack myself up like it's almost a game to see where can i get splats of clay (laughs) (laughs) i'm like on my glasses on like i leave weird stains on tables because i don't realize that i've gotten clay further up my arm than i thought and Mm -hmm. then i lean on the table like what is this so that's always fun to be like it's in my hair it's on the back of my pants how did that happen so it's very much like the weird stereotype of the sort of messy artist and that's kind of fun yeah and it's it's moments after i've been doing creative things or just finished creating something that when i'm at my messiest that i feel the most legitimate and you know what like i've scrubbed my hands so well but there's still paint under my nails yeah yeah i like that and but yet it's okay to have times where, oh, oops, I took a shower and I'm cleaned up and I'm not wearing paint stained <laughs> clothes. But yet that person who's, you know, in the fancy dress enjoying a cocktail off somewhere is still the same person that was just in the studio painting something that someone said they liked. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's, I think it's a matter of doing the thing and then being somewhere else away from it and still having the confidence that, yeah, I was that person in there doing that thing. So I'm not the poser. I feel like... <laughs> why, why do you think it's important? Like, or why do you think it feels important to signal to people that you're also... Like, it's it's almost... It feels like you need to signal that you're not just something. Like, I'm not just this person on the bus or this person at the PTA meeting or whatever. Like, you, you want people to know that you have depth and that comes through signaling that you're not just something why why is that why can't we just be happy with having fun doing the thing and then also being like a boring person on the bus i don't know i I, maybe it's just the i mean we're not like a hive of you know people (laughs) in the world aren't just a giant hive of of clones of each other you know like we are all very um interested in and and eager to display why we are special and different um and i think that that's okay you know because it is no one wants to just i mean okay sometimes you just really want to blend like those are different times (laughs) i just i don't want to be noticed at all but then other times you do want to feel like you have a thing that's yours um and I, i think that's good that's just human nature right yeah, probably. But it's it's weird, though, where you're like, it's, 
I find myself sometimes like also you want to connect with people. So you like start telling anecdotes to show that I am also X, mm-hmm. which usually just makes you a super obnoxious person yeah. at the party where you're like, I, uh, oh, no, wait, I also know things about movies. Let me talk about movies or or, or you try and inject it, it like in a cool way. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just, you know. I, t- I was at a concert once. You try and like drop in that you're a podcaster and feel cool, but not really <laughs> say it. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, very specific place where podcasting makes you cool. <laughs> yeah. Usually when I tell people they're like, uh, what? Like they can't even pronounce it. Uh, uh, a podcast? What? I was like, never, never mind. <laughs> I have a talk show on a radio. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's the thing where like you want people to know that you have depth, but you also don't want them to like it's that thing of of like the stereotype or the typecasting or wherever whereas like you don't want people to assume that you're a dorky creative because you wear glasses and have silly t-shirts where it's 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 there's this very narrow like golden middle road of like being just the right amount of cool and creative mm-hmm. maybe i mean everyone wants to be cool but like who's cool to who and different people are cool to different people so it's like, don't, I feel like it's hard or it's a growing up thing where you decide to not waste your time trying to be cool. Although I still do because I'm putting on my silly uh, ankle bracelets and trying to be cool at the beach. <laughs> but it's, uh, I don't know. The coolest people don't care that they're cool. <laughs> How do they do that? Or do they really care? Or do they all oh, care? Oh, they really, really care. Because that's the other thing. You have to try to try just hard enough. Like you signal that you're a creative and cool and artsy person, but you don't want to signal that you're signaling because mm-hmm. then you get into that imposter thing of like, uh, you know, me thinks the, the painter does protest too much. Like it's, do you know what I mean? Like you don't want people to know that you want them to know that you're creative mm-hmm. or an artist or whatever. And I think maybe even more so when it's either you know, a hobby or you're trying to develop and grow when you're like you were saying, when you start to feel more confident in it, maybe you don't care. But when you're still like, no, I'm I'm an artist. I, I swear I'm good at things, but I'm also very afraid of people thinking that I'm not good enough. So I don't know how to portray. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's that mm-hmm. weird. Maybe that's just me. Maybe no, <laughs> no, I totally get it. Like it, it is. It's uh, it, it's it's the imposter syndrome. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm noticing now that even the people that I look up to and admire their work and the things that they do and the style they have and how they look and how they present themselves, like they are even um, like hesitant. And uh, there's that thing only sociopaths are secure about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm trying to think of the word what the insecure. That's the. Yeah, we've said it a whole bunch. And I just couldn't think of it now. It's those people are still insecure about what they're presenting out to the world. And yet when I look at those people, I'm like, there's no way they're insecure about anything because they're amazing. And I think that that's like the whole imposter syndrome. It's like, why do I feel insecure when it looks like everyone else doesn't? But really, everyone kind of does. But then I get afraid, like, if I start walking around thinking everyone does feel insecure, am I then not giving credit to the people who are secure? Because they do deserve (laughs) a lot of credit, because that's really hard to do. Well, on on the one hand, you're afraid of being exposed as not actually as good as people think you are, which is really weird, because it's not as good as you think you are. But it's a thing of like, they're going to find out that I'm not actually that good. 
but if people have seen your stuff, obviously you are that good. It's like, are they going to find out that you just, you know, got a lucky break and the the paint splattered the exact right way, except it happened 500 times. Mm -hmm. But then you're also afraid of being exposed as somehow having not deserved at all. Like, oh, this blog, you know, shared my picture by mistake. They didn't even mean to. And now suddenly people expect because it's so weird because that's the thing about imposter syndrome that it's not. It, it's not about, you know, thinking that you're not good enough. It's also that thing of I'm going to be exposed as as what exactly? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the times you can actually be somewhere where you're not entirely qualified to be. But <laughs> after a certain time, you do have some sort of qualification because you've been mm-hmm. you've been doing that job for three years and nothing has like burnt down. I'm always worried about getting um trapped in the okay so i consume a lot of art as in like i look at a lot of stuff that people make and i i see different styles and i kind of immerse myself in the things that i like and i think are beautiful and pretty and interesting and all that great stuff why people love art but i'm really afraid that if i then go and create something which we've talked we've spoken about in previous episodes that I will inadvertently copy something of someone else's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, without malicious intent, but it would come across like someone else's stuff. And someone being like, oh, that looks just like such and such. And then you're like, shoot, you know, I'm such a poser loser for <laughs> doing this stuff. But then so it's like but then you can but you can always say like wow I hadn't realized that cool like as long as you're not making tons of them and selling yeah. and being aware they're copying but I, I see a lot of people that have similar stuff and it's like mm-hmm. if you're painting a leaf you're it, like from nature a whole bunch of people are going to paint the leaf kind of very similar you know like it's just going to happen so where there's going to be a period of time where everyone loves like monstera leaves so yes, a like, lot right of people now, are going to I can't stop painting them oh my god <laughs> I love them so much. I can't get them out of my brain. There's the zeitgeist, you know, <laughs> of like, what are what do people like right now? What are you going to see a lot of on Pinterest or I'm like, get out of here, whales. Giant tropical leaves. <laughs> here I come. <laughs> so what what do you think? Like, is there maybe not like homework? Is there anything that people in general or we specifically can do to either feel like we look more like creatives or care less like do you i clearly can't think of any examples <laughs> well i guess i your I, homework is to get a tattoo tip no. oh no no i can't do that i really want to but i i can't. I, I i feel like now um i already told marco that if i'm gonna get one i'm gonna get one regardless of what he says marco being my spouse <laughs> uh but i still probably won't do it no i think okay I want to give everyone the homework of something that I did this summer and that I've been talking about like go put on wear buy dye your hair wear the (laughs) eye makeup in a certain way that you like that you like it but you feel like ooh, if I do this I'm going to be such a poser Mm -hmm. just do it and I think that you might feel that it might feel a little bit great or it'll get it out of your system and be like, oh, no, that's not me. And then you'll you'll back <laughs> up. But don't not do it because you're going to feel like a fraud. Just do it and see if it fits. And maybe it will be something that sticks around. Uh, you know, like I so one tiny little anecdote. I had a cousin back. Um, I still have. She's still my cousin. But she came to visit when she was, I don't know, maybe in her early 20s. And I was. 
in the impressionable age of like 12, 13. And this was, you know, early 90s. And she had it on a toe ring. I thought it was the coolest thing I have ever seen in my life. And I've never seen them before. It was just the coolest. And I thought she was so cool and it was so amazing. So when I was 13, I went out and I bought a toe ring. At that time, buying it, I was kind of, um, you know, trying to try on that personality and seeing what that's like. That sucker has been on since that day. I have had on this <laughs> stupid toe ring since I was 12. And now my toe is super weird looking without it. So I ha- still have it on. But you know what? It looks like I might be, you know, inside I could be like, oh, I'm the imposter with the toe ring. But really, it's just a part of me now. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, I became the girl with the toe ring. Like, it just is me. And I can't imagine not having it. At a certain point, things stop being a mask you put on. Right. I th- I think a, a sort of subheading of this homework is also to remember that the things you like or do, you don't have to be in it. Like you can wear a Metallica t-shirt without knowing every B-side yes. or whatever it is. Like you can you can like a thing and present yourself as a thing without being 108% good at that thing or that thing at all or an expert in right. that thing because I think that's part of the imposter syndrome where you're like if I'm not a plus a hundred percent extra credit then I fail right uh, if if I don't if I haven't taken all the art history if I haven't taken drawing classes and I haven't done all this stuff and then I'm a paint like can I call myself an artist or if I don't know every single little tiny nuanced detail of things can I call myself a trekkie well no it's okay <laughs> if you just like Star Trek I think you can call yourself a Trekkie if you just like Star Trek. Like, it's, yeah, those type of labels. And you don't have to look the part. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think tattoos are fun. Uh, I like having them. I like getting them. I like talking to certain people about them. And I think, like, it's a really cool thing. Like, I don't, I wouldn't say, like, everyone should get one. But it is a cool thing to be like, my body is different now. And I did that. But you don't have to have like tattoos or piercings or weird hair or cool clothes or paint under your fingernails to feel to get to feel like a truly creative person. Like you don't have to have glasses to be a writer or Mm -hmm. any of that stuff, Um, even though it can be nice to have like as an armor to be like, um, I'm putting on my my writing hat and my writing gloves and I'm going to sit in a turret (laughs) (laughs) Um, because it's that again, like you, you, you put it on to feel more like it, but then you're also like, wait, they, they'll know that I haven't earned my writing scarf. Yeah, it gets really com- the feelings of it get really complicated. But I think when you start saying like, look, I'm just going to be myself in any way that that happens to be. I mean, next week it could change that I'm like, you know what, I'm I'm really digging this one thing, and now this is you know who I am right now. I think as long as you're a good, genuine person and you are going on and doing the things that you like to do, call yourself whatever you want, wear whatever you like, you know, dye your hair whatever color you want, get as many or as little tattoos as you need. Like, it's just, it's really open-ended, but it's, it's really hard to internalize those feelings like that. I can say this out loud right now. Just do what you want. It's awesome. Everyone's free. It's so great. Yeah, it's like so, our, our self-help book available in 2019 be a good person. Yeah. And then I'm like in the fetal position in the corner, like judging how I'm going to walk out of the house in like this weird, you know, dress that I bought. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we, we kind of got stuck now in talking about like, 
arty creative people because there's also the idea of like what do you have to look like to be a knitter or writer and all those different things but yeah it's it's that visual imposter syndrome where like have i earned like can a beautiful blonde woman you know with a cleavage heavy dress be considered a nerd programmer you know like answer is yes (laughs) exactly absolutely but will she be taken seriously and it's like you're we're fighting against all of those stereotypes of what someone should look like right like what a blank should look like what a what a blank should look like or the other way around like you can be look like a stereotypical nerd but what you really like is sports mm -hmm. and that's okay exactly so i think we're all fighting the good fight but inside (laughs) we're still battling our demons of uh you know can i get away with wearing this ankle bracelet and that's that's when it can be really awesome to have the internet where you're like all i ever see is this person's art i have no idea and it's so fun when you see a picture of them and you're like i would never have guessed that they look like that or i would never put that together and then you have mm-hmm. to adjust your brain a little to be like okay so this is this tiny cute little girl who paints these amazing brutalist giant paintings or yeah. whatever. I... So yeah, so let's not judge any more books by their covers and we can <laughs> us and our audience can be the start of helping everyone not feel like <laughs> they're posers. How about that? That yeah. feels like good yeah. homework too. And also you get to pick your own cover. That's right. Make your own cover. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many uh, fun links we'll have but any show notes as always are at makedupod.com and you can find us as at make do pod on twitter and instagram and we do have and use the hashtag make do pod uh if you want us to see your stuff which we always beg you to show us yes. um and subscribe to the podcast where you do that kind of thing rate and review where you do that kind of thing maybe tell a friend you can follow us individually at tiffany arment and at julia scott mm-hmm. and we will be back in a fortnight but until then go make and do